Welcome back everybody to a small amount of drama. My name is Rachel. And I'm Anna. Hello. This is the first time we said our names, which is I good. thought we were supposed to say. Yeah, we okay. are. We are. It's just weird. We're both kind of mentally dead today. We both had really crazy work days, so I'm curious how this podcast is going to turn out. Yeah, please let us know if you can tell how all over the place we are. Is that your phone? Silence your cell phone, please. It is in silence. Didn't you hear it? Some, was that AJ's phone? I heard something. Oh something. my Mine's gosh. I got a MacBook, you guys. Well, I didn't get one, but AJ is letting me use his because he's tinkering around with a new, like a super fancy trading laptop. So I'm using his in the meantime, and I actually really like it. I didn't think I would like it because I'm a Windows gal. You've come over to the, uh, the, the dark, dark side. side. Yeah. As they say. I yeah, know how she I used to really it. hate on it before too. We could do a whole podcast on Mac OS. I just Let's do that one day. I no, absolutely not. <laughs> what was your day like? You said you had a meeting at six thirty. What was that? Or you don't want to share? I can't talk about it. <laughs> I can't talk about it with the world. So, what was your day like? Otherwise, I'm trying to decide what to do with my life right now. Aren't we all? Anyways, <laughs> I don't know what that was. Yeah, work today was just long. We can say I had that. a stressful day too. Yesterday was the first day of my mom's office. My That's mom's exciting. opening her dermatology practice and yesterday was the first day. So I was there all day. My brother was there all day. Her two employees were there and we were all kind of like running around trying to get everything ready. And yeah, it was a lot. And then today I was back at my dad's. So I work it's kind of interesting. I work for my mom and my dad, but they have different businesses. So that's interesting. And so today was like a catch up day at my dad's, but I was also like working remotely for my mom. Remote working? Yeah. Who is she? Remote working for a different company, but at a different company, like a separate, co- like, you know what I mean? Yeah. You're working while, yeah. yeah. And then now we're doing this. So today for both of us is pretty crazy, but on the positive side, what was your high for the week? Uh, I went to a wedding this weekend, and it was a lot of fun. In Orlando, right? Yes, in Orlando. It was good times. Got to see old friends. Old friends. We'll get to that later, I guess. (laughs) She has seven more weddings to go to this (laughs) month. (laughs) Yeah, seven more weddings (laughs) in the next seven days. Well, one got canceled, so... All right, we got a couple of emails. You guys need to send in more emails, man. We only get a couple, so... Yeah, listen, if you want a shout-out, send in an email, and you will get a shout-out. For sure, because we don't get that many. So... Oh, wait, did one just come in? No, that's from Google. (laughs) Live, just now. An ad. (laughs) Anna can't read. Let me zoom in. It's size zero right now. All right, Anna should read this one, because it kind of applies to her. Oh, Last time when you were reading emails, you were further. I think you were like... Well, because I had to get closer to read. Well, just keep that in mind. I'm trying to get it close, but I had to... Okay. Hi there. I am 26 years old and have been single my entire life. I have dated people, but never been in a serious relationship. I do not want to be married and have... I do want to be married and have a family one day. I have dated a few godly men who seem great on paper, but I always just feel eh about the relationship, so I just end it because there is no physical or emotional attraction. Like, we have a fine time together, but I don't look forward to seeing them again or want to be with them all the time. Am I being too picky, or do you think I just have not met the right person yet? Would love to hear both you and Anna's perspectives. (laughs) What? I just said you, to you, <laughs> and then refer to myself in the third person. <laughs> Love the pod. Anonymous. This is titled Boyaloy. <laughs> I'm sorry in advance for tonight. For everything I just put in and out there take now. take some shots. Mm, no, you said no to that. That was my idea, and you shot it down. <laughs> so. 
I want to do a video, uh, truth or drink for um, Blockmas. Yeah. And I had this weird idea where I said, you know, that involves alcohol. And they're like, no, you, it does not involve alcohol. And I was like, literally the entire game is truth or no, drink. No, we want to do it with like ketchup and pickle juice and like weird things because we don't want to get plastered. That would not be good. I didn't say plastered. I just said, if the whole point of the game is to loosen up. So if you have one or two. Yeah, one or two. But <laughs> I know the question's that will be us, and I won't want to answer them, so I'll just end up getting wasted. We'll take like we'll make the shots really tiny, water them down. So you, being a twenty-four-year-old single woman, do you have any advice? Advice? Probably not, considering we're in the same situation. <laughs> Although I am a little confused because she says she's single her entire life, and then she goes on to describe what I would not define as being single. So. Yeah, she said, I've been single my entire life. I've dated people, but and never in a serious relationship. So I guess she means she just kind of like started out, and then it, but it never became like something real. I mean, I guess I am of the opinion that you're not being too picky, seeing as I have also been single for a long time. Sometimes I have thought about if I'm being too picky or not, but then I just am like, well, when it happens, it'll happen. So maybe I am being too picky. I think... Since I've experienced it, I can tell you that the emotional attraction and the physical attraction should definitely be there when you are dating and taking it to the next level. If it's not there, that means you should walk away because you shouldn't get seriously involved with someone that you're not connected to. And I do think it's possible to find that person. It just may not be the right time for you. You know, I don't think you should settle though. Correct. I mean, I I have seen enough people that I am related to or I know or whatever who are happy, and I have not experienced that with someone. So I figured I would probably at least be happy with them. So I don't think you're being too picky if you kind of seem like you don't want to be with them. I think that's a pretty tall tale sign not to be with them. My opinion would be keep waiting, but I'm in the same situation. So maybe I'm just, you know, preaching to the choir of bad suggestions here. <laughs> keep waiting, but... You, it's not like you're not going out. Like you're doing no, activities, correct, you're sounds, meeting new she people. She sounds like she's trying to ask if she's being too picky or not. Like I don't think you're... Be, like I think she's trying. She's just trying to be like, am I being too picky? Yeah. And maybe you should see a psychologist. Maybe if you've n- never had an emotional connection with anyone, maybe you should explore why. But if you have experienced deep emotional connections with friends and other people, and it's just not with men, then you know you're capable of it and you know you just haven't found the right man. You know what I mean? Yeah, that was a little bit of a turn there, but yeah. I'm just saying, like, there could be some deep emotional trauma that you've not dealt with and you're not, your heart's not open to receiving any kind of, you know. Yeah, no, that's something to consider. You get to read this one. Hey, Rachel and Anna. I have a situation that I'd love to know how you would handle or what you think. I work in the loan department of a small bank that is quickly growing. Since COVID first started, our work has tripled. I've stuck through all our challenging seasons and many staff changes. My job has treated me well monetarily, and overall, it's an amazing job with amazing peaks. Over this year, two of our employees got pregnant at the same time, and they've both been on maternity leave since August. Wow. Besides my boss and I, we don't have much help because these girls are gone. I am beyond burnt out and I'm trying my best, but I don't know how much longer I can keep this up. What bothers me more is that both women on maternity leave get to work every other day remotely when they come back just because they can't afford childcare. 
It's getting interesting. (laughs) (laughs) This was nice of my job, but my boss and I just got stuck shouldering most of the work. My mental health is plummeting. Quick. I'm interested to know how you would handle this. Thank you. I love the podcast so far. Interesting. I was listening to a podcast actually today about, we. I can't remember exactly how they coined it, but it was the era of resignation, I think is what yeah. it is. So that would be my answer, <laughs> but maybe I'm too quick. It's a, an employee's market right now. So definitely, uh, it sounds like you've stuck around and tried your hardest. I mean, it's great because the thing is like, you know, if you were in their situation, you would love to have the every other day and remote opportunity but it's just unfortunate for you so if you really want to stay maybe looking to hire more people but it sounds like you're kind of looking for a reason to leave i would definitely be jealous if there was a pregnant co-worker who got to work from home just because she was pregnant or just had a baby i would be compassionate but if it goes on for like more than a couple months i would say hey can we rotate can I work from home? And then she comes in one day a week and to make it a little bit more fair. Or I would just say, look, I'm burnt out and it's your manager's job to find a solution. Whether that means they bring the other girls back in to spread out the work more or they hire more people. You just got to speak up. And then if they don't do anything to help you, then I would definitely move on. Hi, Rachel and Anna. I have a huge dilemma. I'm contemplating on letting go of my other work so I can have more time. Seems like a familiar situation we got going on. I currently have two jobs, one eight-hour shift, and the second one is a three- to four-hour shift. I work from home, though, but right now I started to work out and eat healthy, but I'm having a hard time doing meal prep and getting to the gym without interrupting my other work. I'm usually tired after work and can't find any other time to finish my other job. But the thing is, we are currently saving up for our house renovation, so I'm between keeping my other job and saving money while sacrificing my health or leave for the other job and have my time, my health, but can't save up for the house renovation. Oof, this is yeah, <laughs> this is hard. Hope you can give me some advice on what to do. Also, they love our vlogs and our podcasts. I'm actually inspired by you. That's why I'm taking care of my health. Oh wow! wow. I don't know if she's referring to you or me, but I'll take it as an inspiration Both for of me. us. Yeah. <laughs> wow, this is very relatable. I think because I think a lot of us struggle with working out, eating healthy, meal prepping after work. Especially if you have another job, like you said, you have a second job or maybe someone has a side hustle, it's even harder. So I can definitely feel your pain. Um, Because it seems like you've done all the thought of something has to go. Like it doesn't seem like you can't just wake up an hour earlier and go to the gym or whatever and take your time after Sunday afternoon or something to meal prep. And I think even if she does have the time, like me personally, I can wake up at 5 a.m. and go to the gym, but mentally, there's like a mental block there where I'm so mentally drained or I think that I can't do it even though I know I can. Like, I just feel like it's impossible even though it is possible, so. Well, if that's the case, you should just go to the gym. Well, it's easier said than done. Not everyone has your discipline. (laughs) Yeah, but it seems to me they are just have a, like, no time. Because, I mean, if that's the case, then the answer is, Just do it once and don't make it optional and keep going. And you're also saving up for your house renovation. So the question is, how much do you have left to save? If you're almost there, like if you're more than halfway there, I would say just keep going until you save up what you need and then you can chill out. But if you have like $10,000 to save and you're only at $1,000 and it'll take you two more years, maybe you got to reprioritize and figure out a better balance how badly do you want that new kitchen or whatever whatever it is that you're 
renovating. Or the new healthy lifestyle. I think yeah. to me, and this is heavily biased, I would, I go out of my way to make sure that like my work and then my exercise for the day get done. Um, if I have to wake up early or stay up late. To me, it's just like so important to keep it there because it's easier to keep it continuing as a process if you just don't ever skip. So. I feel like the health, again, biased is influential in all areas of life so if you let it go you'll probably be remorseful and then you'll be sad when you're at the other job and then it'll be this cycle yeah. of you'll suffer be, more yeah. if you're not healthy i can definitely feel your feel your pain because when we were renovating our house we dedicated six months of our life like we did nothing we went to work then we went to the house and we worked from 5 to 9 p.m at the house every single day and we were there all weekend so we kind of had the mindset of this is this needs to be done and once it's done then we will resume normal life and we will you know get back into it but i'm not recommending that i'm just saying there may be seasons of life where you have to make sacrifices in certain areas like i would be more distraught coming into this podcast tonight and being like all over the place if i hadn't just gone outside and gone on a walk right before or did something. you you had time to do that yeah that's what i was that's impressive because you finished work at 5.30. So I got up this a... morning at 6, worked out till 7, read my Bible until 7.30, went to work from 7.30 to 5.30, went on a walk till 6.15, got ready for the call, 6.15 till 7, then came straight here. That's insane. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> Anna's I'm like a dead. robot. She's <laughs> a beast. I like, sometimes I finish a day and I'm like, I don't know what just happened today. Yeah. Like everything, it's go, like, go, go. you know, when you have your calendar pulled up and there's no spaces, that's what I feel like my life has been for the last like three months. There's just like back to back blocked. Yeah. Anyway, so that's my doing it Anna's <laughs> way is one option where you just kind of go, go, go and no excuses, you know, but I think for most people, that's difficult. If we don't prioritize our health, if we don't value health as much as Anna does, it's harder for us to like want to do those things. I say, I feel like I'm leaning towards renovation. <laughs> to me, I'm like, you can make money other ways. You can't keep health other ways. That's true. See, you're getting both sides. You're getting two different opinions, <laughs> which is what we love about this podcast. So that leads us into today's main topic, which is... Leads us right into it. <laughs> Direct parallels. Smooth transition into transitioning from college life to adult life. What no one tells you about this transition. We're going to start off with some thought-provoking questions. Let mm. me ask you first. What were your thoughts and emotions leading up to graduation? So just in that specific time frame, leading up, anticipation of graduation. Not a lot going on, <laughs> I will say. Blank. I was relishing my last few months weeks, whatever it was, uh, with friends. I also was going to weddings. So I have oh like my gosh. five weddings in, um, ring by spring. Yeah, for sure. So I was not really, like I had no idea. So I was not like super terrified either way. Mm -hmm. Mostly just trying to hang out as much as possible. Cause I knew at least that was ending. I was excited cause I was kind of bored during college. I say this all the time, but <laughs> I was so bored and it's partly because I was an introvert. I still am, but I didn't like make a huge effort to go out and do new things like most people do. So I was excited for graduation. I was excited to start a job and just kind of move on to the next phase. Yeah, you were ready. I remember. I was ready. <laughs> <laughs> I was looking and I also knew we were going to get married like a year after graduation. She so was just I was, ready to go straight into adulthood. I was looking forward to it. Yeah. 
What were your thoughts and emotions during the time in between graduation and your first job? Uh, I didn't have time. It was like a weekend. Really? Yeah. That sucks. Yeah. Well, I guess it doesn't. There's no like buildup or... Yeah, it was like a... It was just a, a job for like four months though that I did before I started my next job. Like but I, you, wouldn't, you didn't know that at the time, did you? You didn't know you would leave that soon? No, I did. This was like, I knew I had a job lined up after college that was starting in August, but I graduated in May. So I started, I worked at a law firm for that summer from, for like four months or three oh, months. Oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah. So I graduated, went to a wedding. And then the day after I got back from the <laughs> wedding was my first day at work. So I had like one or two weeks in between graduation and starting working for my dad's company, which is a natural stone company. And I remember my mom asked, asked me to take an additional week off so that I could like do stuff with her. And I remember this. <laughs> and I was you so... You didn't want to. I didn't want to. I was so bored because the boredom from college just got worse when I went home and had nothing to do. So I was so bored. I was dreaming about a job. I was like, oh, if only I had something to do. And my mom was like, oh, take another week off. And I, I ended up doing it because I like, I didn't want to say no. And we ended up like hanging out that week, which was nice. But yeah, I just remember being really excited, which soon changed. <laughs> <laughs> Grass is always greener on the other side, isn't it? So for you, let's jump to your like first tech job, I guess. Yeah. Not the law My firm. first like real job. Yeah. What were your thoughts and emotions after your first couple of weeks of being like, oh, this is work? Yeah, it was interesting. So I started this, I mean, this job was in person, my other job since then I've been remote. So it was like the whole switch, you know, but it was very interesting, you know, packing a lunch, getting changed, driving to work, going to work, going in there, getting ready, starting your day. And then you quickly realize that office jobs are very much like the TV show, The Office. They like really are in terms of they're very mundane and repetitive. Mm-hmm. Um, but I really enjoyed it too. It was a lot of fun. We actually had a ping pong table at my first job and I got really good at ping pong. So your first couple of weeks were good. Did it decline? Like after a couple months, you were like, God damn, this is life. No, it was, it was actually kind of fun. I remember the first week I actually, it was one of my friend's birthday parties. And so Friday after work, cause she was in school, this happens throughout my life, but she was still in school. So they're like, Oh, after work, we're going uh, to like a rooftop bar in Durham. You should come. And I was like, Oh, okay. I just went straight from work to the bar and I was the only person with like a job and I came from like my job <laughs> dressed up and I was like, Oh yeah, look at me. I felt like really cool and stuff. I actually really enjoyed, like it was a really easy job too so you just kind of went in the people were really nice you feel a little bit like you're being you know the movie spirit and they're taming the horse i've heard about it but i don't think i've seen it it's like a wild horse and there's this whole scene where they're like taming it and like breaking him down essentially to be to behave i feel a little bit like that when you're starting your new job and i kind of hate that when you're like <laughs> oh and now i'm used to sitting here for so long doing nothing yeah my first couple weeks i remember being bored at work because i didn't know anything I yeah. couldn't be productive. I couldn't yeah. help the business in any way. So all I was doing was asking people, do you need help with anything? Is there anything I can do? Especially since I didn't go into like a big corporation where they have training programs and yeah. steps that you take and orientations. Like there was none of that. This is a small company with 50 employees. So I was just walking around asking here and there. And it took me like three months to finally be like, oh, wow, I can do one thing. Yeah. And like help in one way. So that was frustrating. But once you kind of get over that learning curve in whatever job you have, you feel a little bit more confident. 
what are your thoughts now like after all your job transitions <sighs> what are your overall thoughts about working in general uh you- as much as i get annoyed with it i actually do like working um like i feel good when i'm doing stuff i can't imagine not like i don't know what i would do if i weren't working yeah we talked about this a little bit before but work is good yeah for many reasons I don't like, it depends on how controlling companies are. The more controlling they are, the more I dislike it. I think everyone's probably like that. Um, But I would love to work for someone who would just love for me to work for them and trust that I can work for them. Yeah, on the contrary, I think too much trust can lead, and I'm speaking for myself, like when I don't have a manager on top of me, like telling me or guiding me, I see myself tending to slack and I feel like we need a little bit of a push and someone to tell us, hey, we're going in this direction. Like, I need you to focus on this. Me personally. Yeah, no, I mean, there needs to be guidance too. I've never had like a manager, so it's hard for me. Never had a manager. (laughs) No, but like when you work for a small company, you may know what I'm talking about, but you may not have a direct manager. It may just be like everybody do what you can. And sometimes if no one's like telling you what needs to be done, it can be difficult to make that path on your own, which I wish someone would have told me to expect that and to be like, okay with the ebbs and flows of work. Some days you may not have much to do. Other days like today for you and me, it's crazy. It balances out and it's okay if you're not being productive every second of the day. I think this goes into the transition too from school where you're always used to knowing what's due, when's due, and the next step and what's expected and you just pace yourself accordingly. But there's always something to do and it's always very spelled out for you. And then, like you said, you get there and you kind of, you are sometimes coming up with what you need to do. Like you need to see the problems and fix it. Exactly. You need to, yeah, like you said, you've got to foresee a potential problem and find the solution before it ever happens, which is very vague and it's not hard. It's not concrete So it may be difficult for people to adjust to. But ever since we got our new human resource lady, she has brought the company to the next level because she's introduced like manager training where managers get trained on how to give deadlines, how to prioritize work for your employees to reach business goals, which I think is so important for managers to do. If you're an employee with a bad manager, you can relate. Because it's like, my manager gives me 10 things, but she wants them all done tomorrow, but I have no idea what she wants first. So it's like, it's better than not having a manager at all, but... Is it? (laughs) (laughs) My frustration is the disconnect between the manager and the actual work that's getting done. Like if they have no concept of how long some task should take. Yeah. So like, here's 10 things to do. And they have no idea that those 10 things each take 10 hours. So if they want it done tomorrow, you're like, this is not possible. So we made a little pros and cons list of college versus post-college life. We're going to start with the positives. Uh, Obviously, making money is a good one. You go from being broke to being not quite as broke, which is a big deal. Uh, I remember my first paycheck, I was like, dang, someone's paying me that much. (laughs) No, actually the opposite because the first... (laughs) (laughs) I am undervalued at my own father's company. (laughs) No, no, no. Like the first two weeks went by so slow because I was so bored. I had nothing to do. No one gave me work. I was just prancing around. Yeah. <laughs> it felt like a month. And so yeah. it it felt like a year before I got my first paycheck. But then you get into like the rhythm. Unless you get paid monthly. And then before you know it, it's like, oh, it's payday. And it goes by quickly. But I remember saving all the money. At that time, we were saving everything we made from our jobs to 
renovate our house. Yeah, I do remember being like, oh, my bank account's getting higher and higher. <laughs> this is, it was going the opposite direction in college. Yeah. What about you? I think you just have very different assets in college and now. Like before you had so much time and no money. And now it's the opposite. You know, you have money coming in, but you can't take time off. You definitely learn the value of money whether it's for the first time that you're learning it or you're learning it more in depth if you've already had like jobs before. But I think it's like, wow, I worked for two weeks and this is my paycheck. Like that is the value of money for me right now. And that's my first job. I was like, you know, computing it by the hour and it would be really bad. I would be like sitting there being like, oh, an hour just went by. That's X amount of dollars. And I would, and it was bad because I got paid like time and a half for overtime too. So I would be like really calculating the time because we had to. And I was like, uh-huh. how is it really worth my time if I get paid an extra point five yeah. or whatever? Now, I, I don't let myself now like think about my hourly wage because it just it's not good for me mentally. <laughs> uh, did you have a job before? I did not first... work in college. Okay. I mean, I did. I did stuff, but not like an official job, if I should say. I was what making money. Stuff? Like in high school, I would clean on the weekends um, my uncle's law firm. So mm-hmm. I was every Saturday there for like two or three hours or whatever. So I got paid, so I had money coming in, so I wasn't... I did that for my dad's too in high school. Yeah, which is perfect because, I mean, I was not asking my parents for money. I mean, they paid for a lot of my stuff too, but if I wanted to go buy something, it was... You didn't ask them for 20 bucks to go get a... Correct. Yeah, it was very obvious whose money was whose money, and mine was not theirs. Those (laughs) kids nowadays who are like, Mom, give me five bucks. I need to go to McDonald's. Like, I I can't not relate to that. My (laughs) uncle actually first paid us with McDonald's. He was really uh, smart in terms of... Oh, wow. Yeah, we would go clean the office, and then we'd walk to McDonald's, and that would be like our lunch. And as I got older, I was like, huh, I'm pretty sure I'm worth more than How much did he pay you? He didn't pay you at all? It was... I mean, we were a little, little, so we just went to McDonald's after. So child labor. Yeah, (laughs) I remember my dad... No, we got paid, but that was like our payment at first during the trial error. (laughs) Before you reach 90 days. Exactly. (laughs) I remember my dad would pay me 40 bucks to clean his entire office, which was like... I want to say it was like 2,000 square feet. So it was like bigger than my house. And I was like 15. I was like, 40 bucks? I'll do it. Oh, yeah. no, that's. And then he, when I went to college, he hired a cleaning lady and paid her 200. (laughs) (laughs) You want to read the next pro? Not not having to study. Yeah, this is a, I can talk about this one. So the idea of not having to study, you don't have school always looming over your head when you clock out in theory, at five or whatever, it's over. It's a little diluted now with the work from home, I'll say, but in general, you're done with work, you're done with work, you don't have to sit there and study and think about stuff at night. My first two years of uh, real work and jobs or whatever, I was also doing school, and I will say... Hell? Well, yeah, for sure, <laughs> hell. But school is a lot uh, more draining, I think, to me, because there is no turning off. Mm-hmm. Like, you only get, when you're in between semesters, uh, that, that time off, so I think... But when you're only doing school, it's kind of nice because, I mean, it's only one thing going on. But having done both, it is a lot easier to just just doing work, I guess. I cannot imagine doing both. That sounds like actual torture. So props to you for doing that. And anyone else listening, if you're working and doing school, A+. Email us. We can, <laughs> Email we can us. vent. We will become pen pals and I'll get you through it because it sucks. another pro is meeting new people slash being in a new environment unless you're working from home (laughs) but back in the day when we first started we both had in-person jobs i mean i still do but nowadays it's working from home some work from home jobs though i think if it's all work from home or mostly work from home you 
actually can become good friends. I mean, you, you get good friends virtually. You would say that you have yeah. good YouTube I friends and know. stuff. Oh, yeah, I guess. So it's like the same idea. But it depends on the company. Like, are you having a lot of small talk or are you just working um, kind of thing? Yeah. No, you're right. You can definitely make virtual friends. But it is easier in person. Then another pro is being independent unless you are moving back home like Anna and I did. Okay, well, I was there for like, <laughs> oh, yes. Mine was very temporary, though. Like, I knew I was leaving. I mean, I guess you also knew you were leaving. I knew I was leaving, too, but mine was like a year and a half. Mine was like three months. <laughs> yeah, so it's interesting when you've been independent in college, and then all of a sudden you move back home. I don't think most people do that. I, I mean, historically, but recently, probably. Yeah. I think with COVID, a lot of people did move back home. For sure. But yes, we I moved back home before COVID, so like, we were fine with it. I actually didn't mind it. It was like nor it felt normal to go back home. It didn't feel weird for me to go back home. Yeah, I think it would depend on family and relationships a lot. Mine felt like I mean it was like a summer, so it was just felt like I was at home for the summer, and mm-hmm. I knew I was leaving at the end of the summer. So it was very I wasn't ever like thinking, oh, this is long term. I was moving back home because we are Christians and we didn't want to live together before marriage. So we were saving up for the wedding, saving up for the house. By the time we had all that ready to go, it was a year and a half later. We got married, we moved in, house was ready, all that. So in the meantime, I was saving a bunch of money, which was necessary to do all the renovations that I wanted to do. So it was like a blessing to be able to move back home because not everybody can, or it may be uncomfortable to move back home, depending on your situation. I would say if you have big dreams like if you want to save a buttload of money and your parents aren't making you pay like half of the rent to live back home i would say do it like if you have a goal and you want to reach it go back home suck it up for a year and then you'll walk out with 30 grand assuming you get paid a decent wage yeah i mean rent is your usually your biggest expense if it's not you're doing something wrong or you have loans i guess <laughs> which is real um but I think, I think you really just have to kind of evaluate what is important to you at this time of life. Maybe it is the, I need to go out and be myself and explore new things. I mean, I think it's a little different. You knew what you were doing. So you were like, I don't need to go find other things. I just need to work and save until I get there. Yeah. Um, and sometimes you're like, oh, it's probably not best for me to go home. I need to go explore the world. But also with like an asterisk, because I think a lot of people fall into that. I need to go. And then you can spend a lot of money exploring the world and it's... I think, so it's just kind of evaluate what you want. This one you can talk about because you suffer <laughs> with it more than I do. Uh, okay, some cons of leaving college. Moving away from all your college friends. This to me was like the most fun thing in college. And then it's the, I think the greatest realization when you leave is you're like, oh, I used to see five of my close friends in a one day in college accidentally you know you walk past one on campus and then you see the other on the bus and then you're hanging out with the other one at home and now you're like oh they live in three different states they never see each other i would maybe see them twice a year that's awesome i say that sarcastically (laughs) uh so i think that is difficult like i was talking to a lot of people actually when i was saying that i was moving down here um chelsea i was actually explaining it to her she was like, why are people were asking like, why down here? And I was like, I don't think people realize how rare it is. And I realized this after I left, but to have like two close friends, uh, I would say like three now, but like two close friends that I knew going down like here, like that's like very rare. Yeah. Two friends in one city, somewhat close to each exactly. other. Yeah. I also feel like you learn who your real friends are or who you actually had a genuine connection with, because once you don't see each other, it actually takes effort to communicate 
to text, to call, to FaceTime, whatever it is. And a lot of friendships end up uh, simmering out, which is fine and it's normal. Yeah. I but, mean, I think there's a lot of geographical friends and that's very natural. I think those aren't real. They're just like different too. Maybe the depth is different, I guess. Mm-hmm. But like if I ever saw some of my friends that I only really talked to when I was there, but if I saw them again, I don't think either no one would be mad and we'd probably get right back where we were. Yeah. I think that's normal. You also have less free time when you have a full job. Gone are the days of running an errand in the middle of the day. I love errands in the middle of the day. That's like Saturday. You're like, oh, it's noon and I'm outside. When you're supposed to be, when you're supposed to be working and like for some reason you're like at the grocery store and you're like, why does, why is everyone out? I know. I feel like I'm breaking the law. Like truly if I, like, I feel like I'm breaking the law. That's something no one prepares you for feeling like you can't do anything between nine to five, eight to five, whatever your schedule is, it's like, sorry, unavailable for anything. Isn't it so weird? Because to me, I feel like we get worse because if I had transitioned straight from high school into a job, I don't think it would be that hard because you're used to sitting there and not being able to do anything. And then you go to college where you have infinite amount of times and freedom. And then you go back to like sitting in a cage again. Yeah, that's interesting. I never thought about it like that. Yeah, that's very weird. Life shifts from having fun to how can I pay my rent? That sounds depressing. It's not that bad. You can have fun too. <laughs> you went to Italy like three weeks ago. Well, let's think back back at the beginning of the transition. <laughs> <laughs> so here's my thought, right? Most people either pay cash for college, meaning you fund it yourself or your parents pay, or you take out loans. So either way, there is somewhat this mindset of this time is meant for fun. College, I mean. Paying cash means it's for fun? No, I mean, let me let me finish. Okay, sorry. You can take out loans for rent in college, which you can't do in real life, which I think is interesting because you're, and I have witnessed this with AJ because I was blessed enough to not have to take out loans, but he had to. So I was like very into it because I thought it was so interesting. So his loan was increased for him to be able to pay his rent. So he got a lump sum at the beginning of the semester and his rent was covered. So even though it wasn't his money, there was a sense of, I don't have to work for this money or I don't have to worry about rent because my loan covers it, which you can't do in the real life, in real life, adult life. You can't just get a loan to pay your mortgage or yeah, you can't pay a loan with a loan, but you can't get a loan to pay your rent. It doesn't work like that. And I think it's interesting that we can in college, but I think it's a hard transition to the real life when you're like, okay, now I actually have to pay for my rent? I have to work for my money? Yeah, I, I like the idea of it in terms of like, it's supposed to give you the opportunity to focus on creating skills that in theory give you a higher return on investment and you go get a job that pays us all off. Oh, I you- agree. Yeah, and then of course there are the people who were in school full-time and also worked full-time. Props to those people who like managed it all. And what I mean is truly full-time. So you're taking four to five classes and you were working almost a full-time job, which is 30 hours, 40 hours a week, whatever it was like that, you were a superhero because that's insane. For most people who don't grind in that way, it's a tough transition to how am I going to pay my bills if you're not moving back home. Or even if you are moving back home, a lot of parents do ask their kids to pay a reduced rent, which is fine. Yeah, maybe I will. Just kidding. (laughs) Mom and dad, don't do it. Also, the mundaneness of working every single day. This one's big for me because I get bored very easily. And when I don't have a manager pushing and asking for 
my work to be done. It can be a little bit boring and mundane. It's like every day feels the same. But I agree. It's, I mean, it's all very repetitive. College obviously was way more stratified. Your day was way diverse compared to most jobs. You can get a diverse job if you want, though. I think I have a pretty diverse job because I don't have to do the same thing every day. Yeah, and you get to work for your... I mean, like, got to go to a different office but one I, day. But I don't like it because I want to do the same thing every day. You just complain about being mundane, though. I mean... I guess we always want what we don't have, right? Yeah. So when it's mundane or when it's repetitive, we want something new. When we're always doing something new, we never have a sense of stability or like, I know what I'm going to do at work today. Then we want it to be repetitive. Yeah. Living for the weekend, but the weekend can be filled with chores if you don't do any of them during the week. (laughs) I've felt this deeply because I used to be that person who didn't do anything during the work week because I felt like I didn't have to. I worked really hard today. I don't have to cook. I don't have to do anything. I don't even have to work out. But that did not leave me feeling satisfied or fulfilled at all. So I transitioned to my current lifestyle, which is to do at least one meaningful day a thing. What? Do one meaningful thing a day, especially on the weekdays. This is my life motto. If you're a viewer, you've heard me say it a million times. Even if your one thing a day is going on a walk or cooking a vegetable to add to your dinner when you normally don't, doing something that benefits your health at least once a day. Any comments? Yes. I still feel I've, like, when I was in school, that I got the Sunday scaries more when I was in school versus not in school. Really? Like, I think now because I can do stuff at night. Like, if I wanted to go to a friend's house and watch a movie on a Monday night, I can do that. I would not do that during high school. I would not have done that when I was doing my master's and working. I cannot really. I have major Sunday Sunday scaries. Oh, I still get it. Don't get me wrong. I, I think that's the phrase. Sunday scaries. Sounds weird. You know when you say a word over and over yeah. again? And, yeah. Uh, do you feel like you live for the weekend right now? Or you just said no? I I will say this, I, with the sun change, more so yes, because I can do more things. It makes me sad that I don't have sunlight to do things in during work days. If I had, like when the sun sets at 8.30, it's really not that, it's annoying, but like I value the weekends less when the sun's setting at 8.30 because I still have three hours after work, I can go outside. I can go on a long run. Now I literally cannot go on a long run unless it's Sunday afternoon, if I'm not sore from our workout Saturday morning. We all need to adopt Anna's perspective on life I feel like that's such a good perspective to be like I don't really live for the weekend well I sometimes I think about I'm like why why am I annoyed right now or like why am I like why am I letting this control me I could just wake up earlier to do this or I could just I can still do stuff at night those of you who struggle with what I struggle with we need to overcome this mental block where we tell ourselves we can't do things because it's a weekday we can't do things because we worked today you know, we can't do anything because we have work tomorrow, so we got to be in the house, can't go out. Like, we need to just break free of that and realize that every day is a good day to have a good day. I think most of us would say that college was the good old days. Would you agree? I, th- I hear that often from older people. Like, oh, the good old days. Do you ever miss college and the oh, well, freedom? Oh, 100%. Yeah. <laughs> would I go back? No. No, I wouldn't go back yeah. either. But it was nice. If I, though, still, I think, believe if I could get all my friends to one place and I was working, I would enjoy that more than college. Oh, you would be living your best life. I know. That's my goal. (laughs) Start a little homeschooling community. Another option is to just make friends, new friends, wherever you are. 
I, I mean, I, I think I do make new friends, so I will say that's happening. Well, right now, like you said, you only have, what, three? I said I had three close friends moving here. 20 I do more. things. You got to make 20 more so that you have someone in rotation every night to a night. I don't have... So you can I always pick what's I, the most fun I, thing there's and There's a go. capacity. <laughs> <laughs> like, how do I keep track of my new friends that I made down here when I also have to call my old friends? I don't know. I don't have that problem. It's hard. It's freaking hard. Any advice to someone who's in college? I clearly should not be giving advice on this topic. <laughs> I would say enjoy it while you can. Enjoy your last days. Sleep in. Uh, go to the gym. Do everything you like to do. See your friends. Just enjoy your life. But also, it's not over when you're you're done. I think yeah. it's very different, but I think it's kind of fun. You get you have more independence, and you get to control things, and it's cool. Get that diploma. All right, you can uh, go ahead and give us a five star review if you want. Send us an email, a small amount of drama at gmail.com. You will be featured if yeah. you send us some an of the, email. Some of my friends who aren't here should heed <laughs> that and send emails and you will for sure get a shout out. Make them interesting. Yeah. At well, least. Make them like funny and then we'll read like half of it and be like, oh, this is this person. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, actually you should really spam us. That would be hilarious. But you can follow us on Instagram, a small amount of drama. Anna's on private, but I have an Instagram. It's Rachel Vin. I also have a YouTube channel. You can check it out. She has everything. I have nothing. <laughs> Thanks. Bye. <laughs> Peace. <laughs> <laughs>